I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into a Tuesday edition of The Bottom Line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com as we're live from the first United Bank Studio. Three full hours with us. You can reach us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions to a couple different wins yesterday. You have the Cowboys that are victorious on a Monday night against the Chargers. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Texas Rangers, 2-0 lead in the ALCS, 5-4 win. You can hit us up there on the Yates Flooring Center chat line about both of those or whatever you feel. Take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. Also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube, Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Lucas White behind the glass taking care of us. <coughs> Ayo Sneeder. What's up? What is up, my man? How are you doing? Well, not much, man. Just chilling. Just chilling. That's good. Avoiding day two off. <laughs> I'm getting stuff done around the house, man. I was having a good day. And then and then Choice and Hack started ripping officials in, at the end of their of their hour. Ooh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, all of a sudden, oh, everything's the referee's fault. The Cowboys game last night. Why, mm-hmm. why are the officials throwing so many flags? Choice. They're so nitpicky. I guess we should not call, throw any flags then. You want the referees to stop throwing flags? Quit cheating. Speaking of choice, the part of the show that I did catch in part of the morning drive no, he's, he's jinx, was, uh, I couldn't, jinx help, couldn't help but notice there's some... Uh, some hats over there. Yeah, I know you. You, you got to back out. May have to do a little more work today. I'm, I'm, tired, to find I'm tired of unjinxing his jinxes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what do I have to do? He goes out there, starts jinxing it, all this stuff, and I got to go put hats on, wear a stack of hats. Yes, the Pringle tube of hats returns. To unjinx Seven. the jinx. No. Reverse I, no, the curse. No, no. Here's here's what's going to happen. I'm not putting the hats on. And if the oh. Rangers lose tomorrow, it's going to be on you, Choice Woodman. <laughs> it's going to be squarely on you, Choice. I'm not putting the hats on. I'm not doing it. I'm tired of I'm tired of cleaning up your message, Choice. Uh, Jiminy we... sakes. <laughs> That's too bad. That's disappointing. I just, and I just, you know, here's I the other deal. The here's staff. the other deal. I just spent an ungodly amount of money for me to have a ticket to Thursday's game. And it's ungodly. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's an ungodly amount of money because after I bought the, the ticket to the first game and realized I had bought a ticket to Wednesday's game, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where I'm going to be Wednesday? Right here <laughs> next to you. Uh, so I had to go back and buy a Thursday ticket. If all works out, though, you could be in position, could be, to I'm see hopeful. a to see a sweep. I'm hopeful. I am. I am hopeful. But no thanks to to Woodman over here and his <laughs> jinx. You know, they're they're gonna have to make it three. Killing me, man. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like in his sports centers too. Is that voice? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, boy, last kidding. night though, uh, you get a you get a little bit of the wild ride. Yeah, that was the Rangers bullpen. Yeah. You could feel the tension, no, the no, unease. Only you only got one piece of that, and that came from sure. My, yeah, but it, but it, it, you could feel it. You could feel. I was, I was like, oh boy, I was tense watching that, and here it was. Uh, it's like I'm so. I'm I'm just waiting to see that one crack mm. in the ice, right? But it didn't happen. And hey, two and zero. Oh, uh, you're I, in a great spot. Did I hear they're gonna they're gonna run uh, Scherzer out? Tomorrow? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Man, I'm sorry about that because I was hopeful they were going to run them out Thursday when I was there. <laughs> you, you should uh, I want my send, money send, back. A, send an email real quick. 
tersely worded range. email. Hey, can we wait? Hey, Bochi. Hey, Bochi. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Tennessee Raider. 2-0 ALCS lead. Pink Ranger Sneed. Let's go. Good driving the bus, my friends. Next stop, Arlington. Oh, man. This is bad luck from Tyler on the chat line. says, my father-in-law has been to three Astros postseason games. All losses. Is he going to Thursday's game? Possibly? <laughs> All of a sudden, actually, he has an invite. I, actually, big invite. I have, I have a line on a ticket for for tomorrow. If you'd like, no, I actually, mm-hmm. resold it already. I had, I did that. I I paid it, paid all the stupid fees, mm-hmm. and I resold it for the same amount of money, and I lost money on the fees. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I actually, oh. I actually wah, sold wah. the ticket back yeah, for the same amount of money. Me giving away free money. <laughs> no kidding. Come outside of Raymar. Well, just sour. throw cash to you. Sour. <laughs> we uh, have somebody on the phone that would like to talk to Sneed. Oh, okay. Bring him in. Welcome. Hey, we here. Okay, uh, Sneed. Yeah. If you uh, if you uh, unsink the the choice here. I will bring you because he wants uh, some dill pickle beef, beef jerky. If you put the hats on and unsink them, I will bring you the beef jerky. And, and not him? You in front of him. That seems like it could be a what, win win. Wait a win. second. Do, do the Rangers have to win? Do that, does, the, does the unjinxing have to actually work again? <laughs> because you can only go to the unjinxing God so many times. It worked the first time, but. Uh, I mean, of course, it has to work. But I'm still gonna bring you some. But I don't think I'm gonna give him a bag. I'm. I'm I don't okay. think you should. So I. Need, I don't think you. So should. you're saying I need to put the tower back on? Yes. Yes. Please. Okay. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> well, and for the the for the uh, the sake of freaking Heinz doing it too. What did Heinz he did do? Yeah, I didn't catch Heinz. Heinz jinxed it too. Yes. Oh and he Lord. was like, "Well, whenever uh, the." I'm not even going to say it. Go to the World Series. I think uh, Creed needs to sing at the halftime. I mean, I'm like, dude, would you just not? <laughs> Jamie, he was like, whenever all this is done, he said, stay away from Texas Tech baseball. So, like, <laughs> they're wearing <laughs> I almost don't even want to listen to the morning show and Choices show. Chuck Hines! Hines! <laughs> so... So please, like I said, I, I I can't get it to you this week, but well okay. maybe. All right, all right, we'll 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 unjinx because for the sake of beef jerky, that's right. That Cap- Captain Sneederu needs to step up and serve some justice with some unjinxing. Yeah. There okay, go. you Thank got you. it, man. You got it. All right, <laughs> all right thanks, buddy. Uh, you too can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. Also, you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We got uh, plenty of stuff to get into in our number one, of course. Uh, as of last week, your new take versus take home on Tuesdays, Mm -hmm. your reigning Tuesday champ is Chris Snead. He'll have a chance to take on a different challenger. And Lucas today, I'll have your, uh, nice questions. We'll do that next. We'll also have a play of the day at 1230. Uh, talk a little bit more of the Cowboys versus chargers as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, also have Kaylee's dailies and a secret word at 1245. All that and more here in hour number one. Sneed's got some hats to put on. Keep it right here on 100.7 The Score. Getting to the point. But taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
That's right, your new Tuesday home, 12-15 for Take versus Take, the fastest-growing game show in the world. You have the bottom line, 100.7, the score, and 100.7, the score.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Lucas White, Lucas and Chris going head-to-head. Chris took the first new home Tuesday victory new last week. New home Tuesday? Week. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it's sponsored by yeah, New Home. I was going to say, say the like leopards that. are bringing in this. New Home, big fans. We're big fans uh, we of New Home. We love New Home. We love, on the unlike, bottom line. Unlike the morning drive people that are just straight up haters, we love New Home. Let's go Leopards. Line. Let's go Leopards. Spot them, baby. I don't know what I you I love said. that, man. Yeah. Just, you know, spot them up, Leopards. Spot them. Love that. Hey, if you're a <laughs> New Home fan, feel free. You have a home here on the bottom line. You, new Home has a new home. The new the home for line. New Home. <laughs> Is the bottom line. Your new home. All leopards <laughs> all the time. All, leopards all, all the time. love. No Chuck Hines hate. <laughs> uh Lucas, how are we feeling heading into today's competition? You are the challenger. It's been a while since I've participated in Take mm-hmm. versus Take, but it's good to be back and we'll see what happens. And on your other show, you guys kinda do the preseason version of this because like no one hands out points, like might as well not even play the game, right? So uh, exhibition, oh, if you will. I don't get to play that often, so I don't know. I think we should. Uh, we should. Yeah, I'll keep a win total. Keep a win I'll total because win total. right now all I know is I've lost to Kyler and I've lost to my daughter. <laughs> we'll and, start, I, and I beat uh, Ben. We'll start fresh with the new Tuesday. Stat. No, I beat How you. About that? I beat you. You beat me. You beat right. That's you right. Beat I smoked me. you. <laughs> all right. Wait well, a second. I don't feel like this is going to be a fair fight today. No, I am. Are you a fair test. and just arbiter? I, I am a just. Are you a fair and just arbiter? Yes, because I believe. In the sanctity of this competition. Good. All right. Uh, all right. We'll start off with the NFL. Now, last night you uh, saw one of the better uniform matchups, and especially even though I dislike the Chargers, love, love, have always loved the Chargers. Especially love their new one where they've really committed to the baby blue and yellow. I want to know what the best NFL uniform is, and it can be current, it can be old, it can be an alternate one timer. Just the best NFL uniform. Snead Roo, you're up first. The best NFL uniform. Um, that's a ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to go through these uniforms and just flip through them. All the things. I'm gonna. You know, here's the deal. Is this include the helmet? Yeah, top to bottom. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say the 1980s New England Patriots with the Pat the Ooh, Patriot helmet, yeah. with the uh-huh. red, with the uh, the white and blue stripes on the shoulders. I always thought, even though that wasn't a great team until they got to the to the Super Bowl in '85. Uh, we're talking about the, the Steve Grogan, um, Craig James, mm-hmm. um, Bo Eason era. But that era, which they probably wore from the late 70s to the to the late 90s, uh, before uh, Parcells got there, it's probably I, I always thought the Pat the Patriot helmet logo was really cool, and that was a good look, a clean, good look. Lucas, the rebuttal. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks throwback with the gray pants and the blue jersey. And then the Seahawks. The Jim Zorn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Yeah, baby. Oh, oh man. That. Steve Largent. And it, and and an old over the hill um um Franco Harris. It it's funny that we're uh, we're both AFC West fans and we both love the old school Seattle look whenever they were there. I am gonna give the point though, Sneed edges it out. Here because I love the old Pats look yeah. and and the the helmet the Pat the Patriot and Pat helmet. the Patriot yeah is what edges that out for me. All right, Lucas, trying to bounce back with question number two. Uh, what popular hobby do you think is the most boring sounding thing on the face of the earth? I'm probably going to lose this, but it's not a personal preference for me. It was really, really popular. I don't know if it is right now, but Pokemon Go. (laughs) Everybody was playing it. Uh, People were crossing traffic when cars were driving by. 
They're catching Pokemon all over the place. Like, but Lucas, I, there's a Pikachu it, over there. It's in the middle it's of the It's on your road. head. Like, don't move. <laughs> like, but it just didn't appeal to me at all. But it was really, really popular. So I'm going to say Pokemon Go. Okay. All right. Good answer. Sneed. Pickleball. Pickleball. I'm sorry. Pickleball is just a giant game of ping pong. And it's 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 a it's a giant game of ping pong played by people who are over the hill and too old to play tennis. And by the way, fastest growing injury in America: adults over forty blowing their ACLs out playing pickleball. No How thanks. You blow your ACL out doing playing pickleball. How Look it up. Possible? Fastest growing injury in in the in the nation right now: <laughs> adults over forty blowing their ACLs playing pickleball. Pickleball is a giant game of ping pong. That's all it is. Jamie, just right? stay in your garage and play ping pong. You're reading an email from Jamie. No, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> just kidding. I, the, the, there are three guys on my crew that are obsessed with pickleball, uh-huh. and we get to a game site. We're gonna we're gonna get to our game site. I almost said we were going this weekend. We're gonna get to our game site. <laughs> These morons are gonna get out there and play pickleball for yeah. like two hours before the you know on on Friday, and I'm like. Hey, referee, you know if you go down, that means I got to go to referee. Maybe you should just go ahead and play, play all afternoon. <laughs> you you pickle that ball. Let's go. Uh, we're tied. Good uh, answers. Okay. We're tied. I, 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 I knew you wouldn't like that since you're a big pickleball fan. Actually, uh, today, our, yeah. no joke, our pickleball set should God. be it. I got four paddles. No. Do you want to partner about that up with somebody? No. What is that? No. All right, we're pickleball. tied. Ping pong, man. Come on, let's just play ping pong. We're tied at one apiece. Do you get, here. In pickleball, do you ping it before you go? P I N G go. I think so. <laughs> so, uh, Josh and I had a conversation off air last week. Flip flop. Like, yeah, flip flop. Like, what if, what if items that have an expiration date, instead of just going sour, like they blew up, <laughs> to like make you, like, we better, we better finish that, or we're gonna be in danger. If that were to actually happen in real life, what object would put people in the most danger? Survey says, Sneed. Things that go bad? I mean, is this food? Anything that can expire. I mean, I'm going to lose because of this. Uh, I want to probably say that, 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 uh, that old bottle of ranch dressing in your in your refrigerator that everyone has, mm-hmm. you know, it's got this much ranch left in it. But you're not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll use it at some point. Yeah, we'll use it at some point. And then you just keep on getting a new bottle <laughs> yes, instead. And, that, and, now and you that one have... little bottle's always in there. I know that because in and I was cleaning out the refrigerator yesterday, and we had like literally three bottles of ranch dressing <laughs> in there that had this much in it. And I'm like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> All right, good answer, Lucas. You said it would. Destroy so It'd blow up, just like a timer, and then it would injured people. Well, it's just who, who would put the most people in danger if that were to actually be the case. Well, it would have to be milk because it would explode, get in the refrigerator. Somebody who's lactose intolerant opens the refrigerator, pulls something out, eats it, has milk contamination on it, and then it yeah, it's just it's gonna end bad. So, and milk explodes and it gets all over the refrigerator. <laughs> Not looking good for lactose intolerant people, <laughs> or just anyone. Like, even if you like milk, no and it's one likes chunky. Yeah. yeah, no one likes the smell of milk. Even I mean, if you if enjoy milk, no one likes that. Inspired milk, and, and you, I mean, because milk, the, the expiration day is really. You, oh, I was told, yeah, like actually, like like four days past that, the expiration day that you can actually still drink it. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it. I don't. If, I don't if, trust if, it. If it, it I'm usually, I'm usually the day before. If it's yeah. like, uh, this is gonna expire tomorrow. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> All right, I am a uh, great round of take versus take. I'm currently updating the standings to Sneeze record as one and one. The belt, I see, I, I, the Tuesday I, I, belt I, goes to Lucas. I knew that. I, I knew, couldn't believe you didn't no take sh- milk first. Well, that's a good I, answer. I would have said milk or like lettuce. Milk doesn't because milk lettuce just fades it. away. No one, no one actually eats all of the salad or lettuce. Well, I should that they say get. that. I should have said that because everyone goes to the grocery store. And buys that big head of lettuce. Yes. And then like a week or two later, it's in there. It's all turning like 17 different colors. And it's the juice running out of the bottom of it. But you know, you're going to throw that away. And then the next time you go right back to the grocery store, you do it again. You're like, I didn't eat that the last time. But I want to, I think it's ego. People want to walk around with that, you know, fresh fruit in their, in their, in their cart. So they don't look like a big fat slob. (laughs) 
<laughs> with that other bottle of ranch yeah. that they've got like, hidden really in the back. I'm not really big fat slob that you think, <laughs> look, I've got lettuce. I've also got cucumbers over here. I don't intend to eat these either. Lettuce, uh, of all the lies like we tell ourselves as humans, yeah. we're going to finish this lettuce this no, time no. is one of the biggest. Yeah. That's up there. No way. No shot. No chance. That's I mean, going to be soggy in two weeks. My wife's going to sit in the back. and vegetables. And puts them in the little fruit and vegetables basket. And then like a month later, I'm emptying out these little science projects. Back with more next here on the bottom line. We got us 100.7 the score. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score. Time for what you need to know. No, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Wrong never mind. show. Wait, 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 that's not it. It's the bottom line, 100.7 The Score. And 107thescore.com as we're live from the first United Bank studio. Clint Scott, Chris Need, Lucas White, your take versus take Tuesday winner. Holding that Tuesday belt up high. Mm. A lot of bling on it. I think there was some shenanigans. There was not. There were no shenanigans. Team ca- uh, Teammates have to stick together. I thought we were teammates. We're all teammates. Oh, oh, oh sorry, you pickleball pickleball guys. Oh, well, we're volleyball. Volleyball, teammates. volleyball, pickleball, all net sports. Y'all, y'all stick together, huh? Well, you're both my teammates. That's why I'm equal footing. No no advantage mm. except to uh, the one who pays me the most money. Uh, your secret word, which we give away at 1045, 1245, and 245. Ooh. Ooh, I avoided a bad one and got a good one today. Mm. Uh, before we give you the secret word, is it, what is it for? It's to help you win $10,000. We've teamed up with the Home Zone. The Home Zone. Making your house a home to give away $10,000 to a lucky local <laughs> listener. Your secret word at 1245 here on October 17th, a Tuesday. Jayhawks. Jayhawks. Are you serious? Are you sure? Jayhawks, right there. Read them and weep. You gotta be kidding. The top me. ranked team in <laughs> the first AP me. top twenty-five you gotta be for basketball. Me. Or the you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I always get I always get stinkers. I got right, hey, let's 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 stinkers. Hey, let's get to Kaylee's days. It's time for Kaylee's The condor is starting to die. <laughs> it's a con dive. Clint. Yes, sir. Lucas. Are you a <laughs> fan of the uh, um, MCU? Yeah, yeah, I, I like the Mar. I'm getting a little exhausted, but I like the Marvel Universe. So... Uh, first, before we go forward on this, huge shout-outs to young Shelby. That's uh, daughter number three. Uh, for uh, for dropping this little bit of knowledge on the family yesterday. And why she knew, because she is the least MCU of all the family. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is actually surprising in its own... Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, here's a spoiler alert. Spoiler. Uh, today, October 17th, 2023... Is the day that the blip occurs? Oh, okay. Go back and watch. Okay, uh, meaning everyone that was snapped away by Thanos five years previous had returned on this day. Boom, just like that. Uh, and the first Avenger that we see emerge from the portals was Ant Man, Black Panther. Oh man! Yes, I had two animals and I went the wrong way. So, in honor of the Sneed Sisters' favorite Avenger, we honor the Black Panther today. Uh, the Black Panther is actually a black jaguar. You mean like uh, new home? Like new home. Oh, nope. Or leopard. Like, like new, new home. home. That is expensive. New homes, new homes. Uh, so uh, a black panther or a black jaguar uh, is actually a black jaguar or leopard that's experiencing a melanism due to genetic mutations. So he's a melanated uh, jaguar. Of course. <laughs> 
Melody the Jaguar horse name. Uh, <laughs> since Black Panther is, is based in Africa, uh, Wakanda actually, uh, we will focus on the leopards that are usually located in Africa and Asia. Black leopards are long and agile. Uh, growing up to? Uh, eight? Nope, seven nope. feet long. In pounds. In pounds. Growing up to 320. 200 pounds. Oh, and they've been clocked running up to? I guessed a big old chunky leopard, didn't I? <laughs> His name's Diabetes. Uh, up to 35 miles per hour. 40 miles an hour. Okay. Black leopards enjoy stalking their prey, often hiding in trees, then pouncing on prey, such as monkeys and tapers. How about that? How about that? Yeah. So they get after you, man. So you think you're to climb a tree? Guess what? He's coming up there with you. Unless it's the uh, chunker one that Unless I, I you're, said. He's, you know, he's probably not climbing that tree. What is Dickens? Dickens says that uh, you, 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 know, jump you jump in into pool, the water, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's every situation he's ever described to defend that opinion has been dumb. Off the Sneed line, horse name will be Sleppard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> My, you know, you know the like. Uh, does a lion stretch before he takes a, the the one that I described? Absolutely needs to stretch, or he will pull something. The lion? No, the uh, the, the three hundred and twenty pound. Well, yeah, jaguar. the three hundred twenty. Yeah, he makes a noise like. We can tell you before this, he gets those up. new home leopards are not three hundred and twenty pounds, They're and those not. guys very sleek, very agile, like the uh, like the black panther. Yeah, winners. We love. New home. Bottom line, That's biggest fans. That's a fact. In fact, I want to make this right here. New home, the official high school athletic program of the bottom line. I, I have to be careful with that. Boom, lawyer. I have to be, Boom, lawyer. I have to be careful with that. Huh? I have to be careful with that. Well, you're a, you're a Coronado guy. But I am not. But a huge fan, and they don't play each other. I am not, and I live close to new home. So um, I am declaring that. New Home Leopards, the official rooting interest of Chris Snead. There we go. Boom, lawyered. But I can still root for them, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do want, I do want the take versus take. It's like we have a sales team that we could talk to for the take versus take Tuesday sponsor to be the new home. Take versus take. How, on a Tuesday, how cool new home. would that be for Chuck Hines to have to walk into that school district office and ask them to sponsor something on another would show? Would they that's just not throw his. some of those expired vegetables at him as like, soon as he walks? <laughs> get him! There he is. Just on a wanted poster in there instead of like you know you get the big picture oh, of boy. some like big cats in the gym and they're coming out mm. of the wall. It's just a wanted poster for Chuck out there. <laughs> you see this number? I'm a big fan of man. New Home. I'm a big fan. <laughs> this is on the chat. Tyler said, Clint's 320-pound panther can only reach 35 miles per hour. There it goes. That I was doing my math with my, mm. you know, in the equation of Jaguar rate to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Pirates have been betrayed by Christopher Allen Sneederoo. Christopher Allen Sneederoo? <laughs> Who the hell is that? They don't care. There's been a betrayal. My kids went there. There's been a betrayal. <laughs> I didn't go there. Hey, I remember getting into the argument once upon a time because I went to my daughter's football game mm-hmm. at Cooper, and they're all, you know, they're all standing for the school song. I didn't stand, and someone said, "Stand up." I said, "It's not my school song. Why would I stand for that?" And I went, I got wore out slick on the chat line. And so the next time I went, I stood. I didn't hold the little finger up like you're supposed to do. I just stood out of respect. But it's like, it's not my school. I didn't go there. I pay taxes there. I didn't go there. I'm a Hanks Knight, a J.M. Hanks Silver Knight. J.M. Hanks High, we will be true. Loyalty, honor for our school. Proudly, we always stand. Spreading our glory through the land. What? I don't remember mine at all. No, oh, just because I do doesn't make me a bad person. Uh, the official official supports the new home leopards. All you other schools can suck it. Your team's poor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's I, been a while. I like the, the, the supporting one is a war for everybody else. <laughs> like, <laughs> how could you? We've been betrayed. 
I haven't, I haven't done a game at New Home in years. I mean, it's in, in, in any sport. I mean, like volleyball, basketball. That's not true. I did a basketball game like last year. Uh, this on the East Foring Center chat line. Clint, I backed you when you were wronged on take versus take. I have now moved to back my boy Chris Sneed. Hashtag justice for Sneed. There was nothing illegal that happened. I think I think the people have spoken. I think there were the one people. I think, and to I be fair, he did back me, just, and I was wrong. You several just took times. offense that I didn't like pickleball. I think pickleball's worthless. I'll, I'll tell you what. Just keep just keep a uh, track because it's just one loss. Just keep track. If you start piling them up, then we'll go back. And oh, we'll okay. The cases. So what are you promising now? You're no, promising now. I'm every just Tuesday saying. I'm going to lose. Thanks. Just saying. Thanks. You are you are doing what you hate right now. What? You're blaming the refs. I'm not blaming the refs. You were blaming the I, judge. I just asked if my, my referee was going to be an unbiased arbiter. It's clear that he wasn't. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Oh, you I'm just, sure you did. You getting... just performed. You, I, it was a great round of take versus take. Mm. Chips just didn't I fall think, to you I think, today. I think there was a script involved here. And the belt was changed. <laughs> <laughs> the script. The script was I released. Think there was a script. The script was released this morning. We knew it was going to happen. It's like the NFL. So you have a good rest of your Tuesday. I got to go work tomorrow in the house. More of the bottom line coming up next. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 100.7thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Jackson Roberts behind the glass. We're trying to cheer him up. So, uh, tell you what, send in your best joke. He needs a chuckle. That's what he needs. He needs a giggle. A, a giggle laugh. Fest. A good old laugh. <laughs> a good old laugh. A good laugh. old knee slapper. Knee slappers are good. I've never actually... Slapped my knee in laughter. I don't oh, think it's disappointing. Yeah, feels like that would be just kind of painful, right? Especially if you get it like right above the knee. There's some. Oh, just kind. Of, I guess it all depends on how hard you're slapping. Well, I assume if it's a knee slapper, it's not like a gentle pat. Like you're really getting in there. Okay. Really hammering down. All right. Uh, we are live from the first United Bank studio. You can text us or let us know what you think on the H Foring Center chat line. It is the Big 12 tip-off today, Jamie. Uh, it's a women's turn today. It's the men's turn tomorrow. You've seen a few little bits of news, if you will. Now, uh, Coach Gerlich and uh, Texas Tech, their turn was already earlier today. I believe she went on at about 9.30, if I have that correct. Uh, for the men's tomorrow, you'll hear from Coach McCaslin much later in the day. They'll be second to last. Uh, he'll go on at 3 o'clock. But uh, just a, a couple different things to pull from the news today. Uh, they are in talks, uh, and I would assume this means everything is in line for this to get done. They'll keep the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City uh, through 2031. Uh, this is something that has also kind of been noted before today, but it seems like this has picked up more and more steam. The Big 12 expects to play 20 men's conference games, uh, 18 for the women's. And 20 is a big number for sure a conference is. season. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, I I it, I love it. I do, and because I think you are doubling down on – putting out an, an incredible product of Big 12 basketball and also doubling down saying we expect it to pay off to keep being incredible. And we know Brett Yormark's commitment and really trying to feel out how you can monetize it even more. Um, and, and part of that is, well, you keep putting your product out there and give you more chances for people to see it. Well, first and foremost, it's just going to cut down on the number of non-conference games you play. Mm-hmm. And with what we've seen from all these schools and what they're scheduling for their home games, it's garbage. And so you, you're 
destined to have a better matchup, right? Right. You're you're facing off with a conference foe that'll bring more excitement, more interest, all the above, and then just it's going to be a better team. So that will help your, you know, your your rankings, your ratings, all of that, your strength of schedule as you go on through the course of the season to try to get into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Improves those resumes. And and the other reason I love it too is. You'll have more of a chance with this. I know it's just two more games of a chance, but when you add it up through everybody, it's much bigger to to see a matchup that maybe got left off the docket because you were two games short on that, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's great that you have uh, brought in Arizona, but we're not going to see him here in Lubbock because they missed the cut, mm. something like that. Yeah, that's um, a good point. But also, they said, they noted that the reason it's two games shorter is because for the women's their conference tournament starts a week earlier and that's why mathematically they couldn't get it to work as much but i'm still sitting here going okay now how does gonzaga play into this extra team because we knew when we said the report last week the women's team wouldn't be a part of that from basketball but it would maybe just reading tea leaves but that is that is immediately what my mind jumped to that's possible yeah but wouldn't it be in that case the opposite? That the men would play two less? No, I would think they would play more if you if you brought more teams over so that you have uh, more of a chance for everybody to play each other. Oh, okay. That, that's, where, that's where I went. Okay. You're not saving extra spot for two more games. You're saying that there's a better possibility that you'll get Gonzaga. Yes. Okay. And... and the more clutter or jamming of teams that you have in a conference, it would make sense that you would want a longer conference season. Now you can say you're already doing that because you have four new teams coming in next year, but um, it's the, it's like the, the opposite of what SEC football did as they expanded and they have rightfully beaten their chests for a decade of being the best football conference and having all the championships and all the awards, all that, all highs, racking up Heisman's, high, racking up draft picks. Um, and then they said, you know what? Now that we have the option on the table, we're going to play less conference games than everybody else. We're going to play eight instead of nine. So this is the complete opposite approach, and I really like it. Okay. I really like it. Yeah. Put I, more Big 12 content out there. I, I like, I'm a fan of getting rid of some of those non conference games because we know, again, unless you're scheduled by a network to go play somewhere in a neutral site in a big matchup, um, the home and homes are just not good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're getting a bunch of directional schools coming in to play these Power Five schools. And, well, at least that's the way it is definitely here at Texas Tech. It might be different elsewhere. And so if you can put more conference games, which to me are more entertaining to begin with because they mean a little bit more, mm-hmm. you get those games, you're going to have better matchups and more interesting matchups. And I get the like, okay, well, that's it's going to be harder to, to get more wins, but those wins that you get don't really help you that much from Southwest Middle Arkansas Tech. Like getting those wins don't end up – sometimes they hurt you when you start getting into – Net and RPI sure. and all of that, um, and it's not just a, it's not just a Texas. You know, you said around here, and I know no, you're not I saying this, but it's, it's not. It's not just around here. No, I agree. You, I don't think it is. You look in the Big Twelve and what what it has turned into, and I also think this is just for for big boy college basketball. What it has turned into is if you're not playing in a Champions Classic or a Battle for Atlantis or a Maui Invitational. You're not going to see anybody all that good unless it is a special occasion thing like that Mm -hmm. until you get to conference play. Yeah, no, completely agree. Completely agree. And I feel like it's even turned into, there's not even like middle ground teams. Like it is just, just low, low level competition and it doesn't help you. Yeah, it, It doesn't make you better. It doesn't help your, uh, resume come tournament time. It doesn't help your crowd draw. <laughs> like I, I, I get one or two, but the amount that you start playing in non-conference, I think, has gotten ridiculous. Yeah, 
completely agree. It's not like a group of five teams, you know, that that are, you know, in your region. You know, we're not playing yeah. New Mexico or or SMU or right. you know, we weren't bringing Houston in when they weren't in the conference. Whatever, we weren't playing those schools. It was going way lower to that. The the mm-hmm. you know. A and M Corpus Christi's and the Long Islands of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's like, and even in between there, like I, w- I would have loved either New Mexico school regularly on the schedule. Sure. Um, and they put out fairly formidable teams, or even go like to like a UNLV, something like that. I know it's a little bit farther, but still, it's not all that much farther than some of the directional schools you bring in on like the edge of Louisiana and stuff like that. Um, and again, I'm not targeting. Texas Tech for that. That's just what college basketball has turned into. Exactly. That is the schedule format. Yep. And I don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> I flat out hate it. <laughs> it's like um and and I also somewhat understand why the coaches do it because they're getting challenged in those neutral site games, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to get some wins and you need to get, you know, figure some things out and all the above. And so if you're being challenged in those neutral site games, well, you're not going to, you know, put yourself together an extremely difficult schedule, right? You don't want to kill your team before you ever get to conference play. Mm -hmm. So you schedule easier ones there. I mean, the only one that loses is because the team that's coming in is getting paid to come in. The only one that loses are your fans. Mm -hmm. Just something about whenever we get into resume talk, what it's turned into is, and especially if, you, if you're a bubble team and you go and you just, not not only wins and losses, you just see the amount of quad fours that are sitting there on your sheet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look good. It is the bottom line 100.7 score. Back with more next. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's, uh, it's the bottom line, 100.7, the score, and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Jackson, Roberts. Um, I'm, I'm just just had a random moment of uh, connecting actors over here. I'm going through catalogs trying to accurately answer your question of, you know, if you had to watch only one actor's movies for the rest of your life, who would it be? And I was trying to zero in between Steve Carell and Bruce Willis. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting to see them have the same movie on their cast list. And I had completely forgotten about 2006's Over the Hedge about an animated squirrel and raccoon. <laughs> so uh, I could pick either one and mm-hmm. see him. Well, I guess I wouldn't be seeing them. It would just be hearing their voice. But you've seen all the animated squirrel movies, right? Um, let's see. There's Sword in the Stone. There's Over the Hedge. Ice Age technically has a mm-hmm. squirrel. What, what am I missing there? Probably a bunch. I have no idea. Off the top of my head, I went about as deep as I can go. <laughs> That's subject animated squirrels. Uh, all right. It is time now to possibly tell Jackson he's wrong. We also can tell him he's right. We can also tell him he's crazy. As Sir Billy Joel suggests. Jackson, the floor is yours. Okay. <clears throat> I may be right <laughs> or wrong, um, but I feel this way. And I think a lot of other Astros fans feel this way. Ah, here we go. We have to go into Arlington and take all three for us to win this series. I don't know if the Astros can drop one and get both at Minimade on the back end. Just because of our home our home record this year, the first two games, how those, how those have played out. So I'm saying that getting all three is almost, if not necessary, for us to win the series. Hmm. Because you're not confident you can sweep the last two in Houston. Correct. I think I'm going to say Jackson's right. 
Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I you know you know I'm I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna stick with uh, my thoughts about the series in general because if you get it back to Houston, you're in a game six and seven, and I still stand by. I don't care what the record looks like. The longer this goes, the more that this tips in the Astros' favor. And I know that they, and you can look at these two games that you started out the ALCS with, and I know you can look at the season and say, well, we haven't played well at home. At a certain point, you have more players that know what it takes to get to a World Series and have done it before than the Rangers do. And the longer you go, the more you have a chance of not exposing the bullpen sounds like the wrong phrasing because it's it's everything that every Rangers fan is worried about. Um but I, I, I think as long as you're stretching out this series, it doesn't matter where you play it in the ALCS. Because, I mean, also the postseason is a different animal than what the regular season is. I, I think if you're extending it to six or seven, I don't think you necessarily – you don't feel great about it still having to sweep out, right? But I don't think you necessarily have to do that. I like your answer better. I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but – yeah, I mean that's true. When it cl- when it comes clutch time, I don't know, Jackson. Think about the momentum swing. Let's say the Astros, let's say the Astros win the first game, so tomorrow, and then on Friday, so they lose the middle one. Mm-hmm. So you're at two three, obviously, but you win the last game, knowing you're going back home. Mm-hmm. There would be a big momentum swing. The Rangers had their chance to win it at home, and you know King Kong the the witch is de- or ding dong. The witch is dead, and all that. King Kong, the witch is dead, and uh, and they don't get it done. They don't get it done. Uh, you feel like the Strohs at that point would feel like, hey, we've got a shot here. I mean, I think that regardless, <laughs> they think that they would have a shot. The the thing that would be interesting about this question is like, how do the I, how do the players feel about playing at home? Like, obviously, you have the home aspect, but as far as this season has gone they just aren't producing nearly as much at home as they do away. So are they confident in themselves at home or would they, for some weird reason, because I've never really seen a baseball season like this where a team plays significantly better away mm-hmm. than they do at home. No team has ever made the playoffs with a below 500 record at home yeah. until the Astros this it's, year. It's crazy. So, so yeah. how much does that matter to the players? I have no clue when it comes down to mm-hmm. crunch time. Um, but... I stand somewhere right in the middle. I want to be wrong. I ha- I want to have faith that we can go and sweep through. I think we would have actually had yesterday, um, Framber, the first inning kind of blew that whole thing up. If it was not for that one specific error, mm-hmm. I think that we would have won yesterday. And I feel like we would have felt a lot better going into the back end of the series, having one win at home already. But without that one win at home, I don't know where they stand. And... It's a little shaky for me. I think it's been a while since I've been this. I've had to think about it, whether I felt like you were right or wrong. And so, I mean, think it. I'm just over the line of you being wrong, but not confidently that way either. Um, that's part of the fun of, well, depending on how you look at it, that's part of the fun <laughs> of playoff baseball, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, side question, who would win in a fight, a witch or King Kong? King Kong. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Witch or King Kong? King mm-hmm. Kong, the witch. Is... <laughs> I like the meshing of mm-hmm. uh, movies, though. Mm-hmm. Right now, mm-hmm. as King Kong is up uh, at the top of the tower with damsel in distress in his hand, instead of like an old, you know, two-wing plane, propeller plane going around shooting at him, it's a witch on a broom. Just I don't know, throwing fireballs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, Let's do okay. That. We should However, that it, we can even go a little bit further. <laughs> if we do, and this is looking pretty far ahead with very hopeful uh-huh. perspective, if we do take all three in Arlington, uh-huh. we're almost guaranteed to win the entire series. If yeah, we, it would be hard not to, ima- to imagine that we get swept in those two at home again. Mm-hmm. Again. Uh, again, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, the Rangers haven't lost a road playoff game. They're like a honey badger. They don't care. 
Okay. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can hit us up there as well. Dances with Wolves slash Untouchables are up there with Field of Dreams. Waterworld was a decent movie, but not on the same playing field as the others. I honestly had never really heard anything positive about Waterworld um, until my wife's family. They love Waterworld. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're in the camp of that's Kevin Costner's best movie. Yeah, I'm not either. Again, I'll take Field of Dreams. But that's the sec one. But, second would be Dances with Wolves. But Waterworld is the movie that you Water is why you pick Kevin Costner, though. No. No, Waterworld's the, the best story because it's supposedly the biggest. No, actually, I think the Postman was the one that had spent the most money on to that, that it cost to make, and it was the biggest box, box office flop. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's uh, not good. It was, it was one of the two, and I like mm. them both. Uh, this on the chat line, Edward Norton was never really in a bad movie. Agreed. Uh, or he was never bad in any movies. I'll, I'll, that's my opinion on that. Or Don Cheadle. Samuel Jackson has been in some pretty bad movies, but has a high ceiling, but floor is low. Kind of like Sandler. Um, yeah, that's the thing about Sa Samuel L. Jackson. Because I do like watching bad movies if I know they're going to be bad. So you do get that aspect of it. Which, which, one is, which Sandler movies are bad? <laughs> any of the recent ones. Like the, what what was his, there was the Hateful Eight that came out that was the real uh, movie, and then he came off with a spoof with it on Netflix that was like the Forgettable Six or something. That movie, I watched that and it was terrible. It was awful. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. This, so. uh, Jack and Jill was awful. I've heard of that one. That's one of the worst movies that's ever been made. So, I mean, yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. Okay. Adam Sandler absolutely has had some stinkers. But he's got a from a catalog standpoint, though, The I agree with the opinion. Mm -hmm. He's got some home run hitters in there that are classics. Yeah. I mean, he's really got all levels. Of, he's got some ones that are like water oh, boy. comfort movie. Yeah, Waterboy's. Maybe I just like all movies with the name Water in the title. Oh. It's the water line on 100.7 The Score. 107thescore.com. Back with more next. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.